Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Sooner Sports Radio on the V Sporto Network. Uh, time to go ahead and preview Oklahoma's big playoff game with uh, the Clemson Tigers. We've got Aaron Brenner, Clemson beat reporter with the Charleston Post and Courier on to uh, help fill us in on what's going on with the Tigers. Aaron, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, doing well. It's obviously a busy time here uh, covering Clemson during what's really going to amount to a shortened uh, uh, the bowl practice period, but uh, get, getting to talk to whole bunch of players here. Uh, the, the team is done with final exams, and you can tell that they're a little bit more relaxed. And so much as we joke about the student-athlete label, uh, these, these kids really do go to school. So uh, they, I think they're relieved and refreshed to really just focus on the athlete part for the next couple weeks. Yeah, and uh, that's actually a, a good segue. And my first question, what's uh, the ball preparation been like? Uh, have, are they just now kind of getting around to practicing, or have they uh, had any workouts yet? Yeah, uh, they've tonight. Here's uh, you know Tuesday night, and they've been on the practice field for uh, a couple times, uh, three straight days, I guess Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And for Clemson, they really got a later start, I think, than the Sooners for two reasons. Oklahoma did not have a conference championship game, so uh, they were able to uh, sit back and watch uh, you know, Clemson and Alabama and other teams play in their, their conference title games. And then secondly, at least in the case of the Tigers, they had a few different figures jetting around the country going on the awards circuit. You had quarterback Deshaun Watson at New York City for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. You had Shaq Lawson at Houston for uh, the, uh, I can't remember, I think it was the Lombardi, maybe the Hendricks, one of those. Uh, Watson was also in Atlanta for the college awards uh, ceremony for uh, the Home Depot Awards. And then Dabo Sweeney was all over the place. Brent Venables also heading back to the Midwest for a Hall of Fame night. So, uh, and then meanwhile, everybody who was staying in Clemson, it was final exams week last week. So, yeah, in that regard, it's just it's weird to think that, you know, sit here a couple of days in the practice where the Tigers are just now beginning their preparations for Oklahoma. I mean, their, their game in South Carolina seems eons ago, and that happens to be the last day that Oklahoma took the field. So it remains to be seen whether that means an advantage for the Sooners or, or whether the rust will affect them at all. I, I do think that is a storyline that uh, should be discussed going into December 31st. Oh, absolutely, especially with these two uh, tempo offenses. You know, you can, you, you've you seen it in the past with some teams that kind of get out of sync. But I, I want to ask, you know, it's kind of funny because you mentioned all these uh, different awards that all the uh, Clemson players and, and coaches are kind of flying around making that junket. And, you know, this is the number one team in the country, and I, I'm not going to say that they're, they're anonymous necessarily, but – you know, you might not see this being there kind of in the middle of it every day, but to me it's it's interesting because this feels like one of the more maybe kind of underexposed number one undefeated teams 
um, in a long time in college football to me. I, I don't know what it is about that, but I was wondering, I mean, do you pick up on that at all, just looking maybe across the national landscape? I, I think that's fair, Alan. And, and you know what? I, I the, the comparison that jumps to mind, not to preach to the choir here, but reminds me when Blake Griffin was at Oklahoma. And what, did, didn't Oklahoma reach number one in the nation in, in basketball? I think they did. Or were yeah. they a one yeah. seed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, so yeah. I, I just remember when they, were they, if they were a one seed, two seed. So you, you don't really think of Oklahoma basketball being synonymous with top of the line in the country the way that, that Kansas would be. I, you, know, you could even throw Texas maybe in there, too, when Durant was there. And it's like, okay, they get lots of stories written on them and, and features on ESPN, but they, it's, it's almost like the nation doesn't still take them that seriously because we're so used to being fed with Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oregon, Florida State. Those are the, the primo programs. And while Clemson has been very successful, and, and I don't think that anybody rational doubts the accomplishments uh, that the Tigers have had, I think you're right. I think it's a fair point where they still don't get the exposure. That's a good word for it there. Respect is a word that's thrown around a lot, uh, particularly in the Tigers' camp. They use it as a chip on their shoulder. They really do. Um, that it's They don't get any respect. I don't know if respect is the right word. Maybe exposure. Uh, that, that fans outside of, of Clemson or outside the state of South Carolina really appreciate them. And now, much like Blake Griffin with Oklahoma, it certainly helps to have an otherworldly talent and presence in Deshaun Watson. That, that certainly helps everything along. Yeah, but it's kind of funny. I mean, Watson to me is is like is is the prime example. And I say that I mean a guy who finished so highly in the in the Heisman stand, Heisman uh, balloting, but still, I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of other programs where if he's there, uh, he's kind of just waltzing into the uh, you know it's it's more a coronation than anything else. Uh, you know, coming off of the kind of year that he had, and uh, you know the kind of record that Clemson put together. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about maybe or tell us a little bit about uh, what he meant to that team, particularly in the second half of the season? It seems to me like he really took it to another level there. Yeah, it's a great point. I, first four games, you know, and this schedule this year was, was pretty unique for the Tigers in a number of ways, and I'll try to hit those points here in discussing how Watson's 2015 unfolded. They started with Wofford and Appalachian State, a couple of home games against. Now, Appalachian State turned out to be a pretty good club. I think they won nine ball games this mm-hmm. year. But uh, um, nonetheless, they didn't start out with a Georgia or an Auburn or an Alabama the way that uh, they have it in previous years. And as it were, the Tigers uh, were able to win those games in routes, and Boston got very little play in the second half of those first two weeks. And then week three, it was a short week, actually, a road trip to Louisville where um, and, and the Cardinals were struggling at that time. They actually did lose to Clemson to fall to 0-3, uh, and Watson missed a, a, a key throw in the fourth quarter that uh, had a lot of people questioning him. And then uh, th- then they had to wait 16 days for Notre Dame in, in a monsoon, and as well as Clemson played for the first three quarters, uh, leading 21-3, to they, they let Notre Dame come right back into it with some conservative play calling in the fourth quarter. And uh, the Irish uh, uh, missed a two-point conversion at the final minute that would have sent the game to overtime. So there's your first four games, and Watson, I think, was under 200 total yards in that game. 
So after four games, there were questions about exactly how good is Deshaun Watson going to be this season. Well, he answered those questions in the last nine games when Clemson had at least 500 yards of total offense in all nine games. Uh, Longest uh, streak previously in school history was four straight games. And this is without Chad Morris. That that was Deshaun Watson's mentor. That was his recruiter. Uh, You know, Watson certainly did not have a Sammy Watkins or DeAndre Hopkins. I think what has really gone overlooked nationally, Alan, is Mike Williams, who was Clemson's best receiver last year, was injured on the very first drive of the season and has been lost for the year. So Watson had to deal with that. Uh, Sweeney likes to remind us all the time that this offensive line, because uh, they, they lost um, uh, four seniors, or I guess three seniors to graduation, and then had left tackle Isaiah Battle leave for the supplemental draft in May, and then center Ryan Norton got injured in September and never regained his job. So five completely brand-new offensive linemen. So to recap, you've got five new offensive linemen. You lose your top receiver on the first drive. And then, oh, by the way, Deshaun Watson was still coming off ACL surgery last December. So the first four games were, were fine for Clemson, I and mean, more than fine. They, they uh, beat up on uh, Wofford Appalachian State, survived a difficult road game against a good program on a short week. And then you beat a top-five team in Notre Dame, and then Watson's stats really took off from there. And, and to me, it was really him regaining the confidence in his knee that he could break out in space. And then when you look at his stats, I mean, he's consistently running double-digit times a game. He ended up with, uh, you know, going into bowl season here, 887 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. He's got 41 total touchdowns on the year, uh, 4,300 yards of total offense. Uh, there's a reason he was in New York City, and and we, I, I just spent a lot of time talking about the circumstances regarding Watson and his on-field stats. That does not even get into his impact on the program, which I, I guess to some, it's just if if he says jump, his teammates say how high, and they will follow that guy to the end of the earth. And uh, he's just he's so poised, he's so uh, steady. He's almost he's serene, like he just nothing rattles him ever. And if you you saw the the stories during the Heisman Trophy ceremony, you can understand why with his background with his mother and, and you know, moving into a Habitat for Humanity home. and uh, he's, he's just a different cat, Deshaun Watson. And, um, uh, you know, I think for these big bowl games, when you do question if, if young players are going to be affected by the spotlight, you know, that, that number four, he's, he's proven that just nothing phases him. If anything phases him, we, we've yet to see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a, a challenge, a big challenge for the Oklahoma defense, obviously. But uh, looking over at, at Brent Venable's unit there on the other side of the ball, uh, it, it feels like the the season kind of to me breaks down into two separate halves. You know, ironically, after right after the uh, Miami win there, where where Clemson just rolled them fifty eight to nothing and uh, really shut down the Hurricanes. Um, it seems like actually, for some reason, right after that game, the defense started taking a step back, you know, looking at uh, yards per play. They they uh, really ramped up, and, it, and it, it's not necessarily a case where it feels like the competition picked up that much. Uh, did you notice anything different in the second half of the year? Did, did teams pick up on something? All good points you just made there. It, it began with uh, after the 58 nothing win at Miami. 
which in fairness was affected by Brad Kaya exiting with a concussion in the second second quarter. But nonetheless, I mean, yeah, they absolutely dominated Miami. Then the very next week, they go to NC State, and Jacoby Brissett and company put up 41 points. And uh, then you move into November, and while uh, the defense really did shut down uh, Sean McGuire on, you know, at Death Valley in the ACC Atlantic Division clincher against Florida State, they, they finished out with Syracuse, Florida, uh, excuse me, Syracuse Wake Forest in South Carolina, and uh, giving up uh, something like 24 points a game somewhere in that neighborhood. And uh, you, as you mentioned, the yards per play went up, and the North Carolina was shut down for the first half, but then uh, much like Notre Dame, climbed back into it in the second half, which which really under Venables has has at times been a bugaboo is closing games out in the second half. You ask, did anything change? Not to make excuses for the team, but here's what I would say. The Clemson defense was enormously lucky on the injury front in that Corinne Wiggins, the starting nickelback from last year, uh, tore his ACL in August. That was the only debilitating injury the defense suffered all year. In fact, they even gained a guy with D.J. Reader, the defensive tackle, who missed the first six games away from the team with personal issues. He came back and is now a starter. And then you throw in Christian Wilkins, uh, the, the dynamic freshman defensive tackle, uh, just got better and better. So, yeah, you know, from, from day one to now, the defense in terms of personnel was beefed up, but the depth was not quite what it was last year when uh, certainly Oklahoma fans very familiar with Dick uh-huh. Beasley and uh, Grady Jarrett, Stephon Anthony, uh, guys like that from last year. Uh, the depth just was not there. In 2015, and then even though people weren't lost to injury in terms of missing games, they were beat up. Mackenzie Alexander had a bad Ben Bolwer and Shaq Lawson both dealing with shoulder injuries. Uh, Kevin Dodd's been in a walking boot after games. So, you know, the infirmary's been busy. It's just those players have gutted it out uh, on game day. And quite frankly, when, when the team went uh, 10 straight Saturdays playing on the field, capped by the ACC championship, and, again, I'm not going to make an excuse there because North Carolina played eight straight Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's football. Mm-hmm. You play a lot of games in a row. But, but no doubt, the defense was, was run ragged by the end of the season. And that's where this, this, these few weeks of, of bowl practices, following last week when the, when the guys were in doing final exams and, and not practicing, I mean, I, I just, to me, looking at Shaq Lawson, talking to Shaq Lawson yesterday, the guy looks refreshed. He looks like a new man. And I don't want to read too much into it as far as how that will apply on New Year's Eve. But, yeah, you'd have to imagine that the break is going to do wonders for this defense. And so if fatigue at the end of the day is the cause for a letdown, if you will, in the second half of the season for Brent Venable's defense, I mean, everything's going to be on the line for 60 minutes, December 31st. And, you know, it's not – Ben Bowler told me it's not going to matter that they have to play another game after that in the event that they beat Oklahoma – they just got to lay it all out there. It's, it's the playoff, it's the semis, and then the championship if they, if they do win the game. But uh, uh, for sure, something – I mean, listen, there's a lot of things that are interesting to watch in this, uh, this lead-up to the Oklahoma game, but that's one of them. 
Yeah, again, folks, we're talking with Aaron Brenner, uh, Clemson beat reporter for the Charleston Post and Courier. So looking at uh, maybe, you know, I, I hesitate to call them vulnerabilities because, you know, Clemson is such a, a, a well-balanced team. But uh, back to the defense, it seems like they've got kind of a penchant for giving up big plays. You know, looking at it, they're averaging about one, you know, 40-plus yard uh uh, play per game, both uh, in the passing and uh, running, or in terms of defending, they're giving those up, uh, passing and running. I mean, is that has that been something that they've addressed? Do you know? I mean, is that a matter of busts, or have they talked much about that? Yeah, they have, and, and Brent Venables hates it. Uh, <laughs> again, he kind of hates anything that's uh, that's not a tackle for loss. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's been an issue, and, and certainly against teams. That were prone to the big play. You know, if you if you watch the ACC championship, they they had Marquise Williams all bottled up, and then Williams moves around with his feet and then finds his uh, his scat back T.J. Logan wide open on the other side of the field, and Logan goes forty some yards for the touchdown, and that just that that makes Brent Venables pull his hair out. Yeah. And um, so it's been addressed. You know, T.J. Green, the safety, very athletic but new to the position. He sometimes has had his eyes in the wrong position. Uh, Bowler has has at times you know as as early as that guy is, and you never want to be hit by him. He, he has sometimes found himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, so, yeah, it's been addressed, and I, I do think it's a concern for the Oklahoma game because, I mean, the coaches here in Clemson are comparing Baker Mayfield to Johnny Manziel in terms of his playmaking ability. So, uh, certainly, allowing big plays is something that Clemson's uh, defensive staff is very concerned with. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess, you know, kind of um... – you know, getting getting close to the end here, kind of closing up. I'm wondering, uh, Dabo Swinney. You know, he's a he's an uh, interesting guy. You know, he's clearly really kind of I think in the last few years changed the perception nationally of of you know of what kind of coach he is. Um, you know, and uh, it's it's really you know funny to watch him obviously because he's so he gets he's so energetic and he gets he's so also earnest at the same time and sincere. You know. But he also has those moments, you know, most recently, you know, the blow up on the sideline with the punter, which I understand why he was upset, but at the same time, kind of not laying it lie, so to speak. And I've seen him get into it, you know, with assistant coaches on this side. I mean, do you ever think maybe that he might be in a situation like this, maybe a little too wound up that maybe that might, you know, uh, rub off on his team? Or is that something that is really just not an issue, you think? Well, uh, you know, it, it's it's a it's a complicated question. I think in terms of being wound up, you know, I, I don't, you know, I hate making comparisons or making statements like he's the most such and such in the country because I, I don't watch the other 100, yeah. 127 teams nearly as much. But you know, in terms of being wound up, I mean, Sweeney's gone to great lengths this year to say, you know, his, his whole quote is the funds in the winning, and that's why you've seen those dance videos after wins. Is that he does want him to enjoy it and have fun, and yet nonetheless, I, I just think that the undefeated streak also, uh, I think, naturally made the Tigers a little bit tight. Mm-hmm. I just remember after interviewing players after the, they had defeated North Carolina, it, it was like the weight of the world was off their shoulders. And wouldn't you be nervous? I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm, I've been a former athlete. I remember that when you know you, you get to the later stages of a tournament and. Um, yeah, you get nervous, and and I do think the players did, and probably Sweeney did too. Um, leading up to that, now, yeah, as far as the <laughs> the blow up, uh, it, it's hard to compare. I, I saw t- 
today, you know, ESPN put together the top five coaching tirades this year, and Sweeney was number one. And, you know, they also had Jim Harbaugh whining about a roughing the passer call. It's like, how do you compare which one's more than yeah. the other? I mean, in that moment, you know, Sweeney, man, that, that it's like Clemson had all the momentum, and it was a miscommunication with the punter, and it gives UNC a short field, and the, and the Heels scored a touchdown four plays later, and yeah, I think there's a lot of emotive coaches who would have been pretty upset yeah. in that moment. And, 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 and to be fair, Dabo did say multiple times after the game, uh, he had no problem with his punter. He still loves him. Just he screwed up. And that's football. And uh, last year, again, against Georgia Tech, uh, the quarterback then, Cole Stout, uh, just threw a bad pick six uh, in uh, in Georgia Tech's red zone and, and Sweeney it lit up stout and it's like, you know, yeah, you're, you're fourth year quarterback supposed to make better decisions than that. That's football. So, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I think Sweeney's definitely transformed himself. You know, I, I've only been here three years, but, uh, writers who have been around here much longer than me have talked about, he used to be a cheerleader on the sideline and mm-hmm. he, he's become a bit of an elder statesman there, but the guy's still only 40. Uh, I think he's 46 years old. now. I think he just turned 46. Uh, in November, so he's still a young man, and he's still meandering his way through a lot of firsts here. So, so good on him, and you know his his brand of of Dabo is not for everybody. But uh, you know, speaking as a beat writer, all I could say for the Clemson fan base that you know many of whom wanted to throw him out the door two years ago after losing to South Carolina for the fifth consecutive time. There's, you're not going to find a Clemson fan who won't swear by Dabo Sweeney and what he's selling right now. Oh yeah, well, how can <laughs> then? That's a tough. Yeah, it'd be tough to pass on. I was, I, uh, absolutely. Well, Aaron, uh, when are you heading out to uh, Miami? Yeah, so I'll be heading out there uh, Saturday, uh, December twenty sixth, the day after Christmas uh, Day, and uh, the team will be flying down there on that same day as well. So uh, I believe I believe both Clemson and Oklahoma will be down there in Miami on the twenty sixth. So very much looking forward to the trip. You know, covered the Orange Bowl two years ago and. Been down to Miami earlier in October, and uh, it's a it's a great event, and uh, certainly both fan bases are going to be very excited about it. And it's just cool; it's a cool deal that uh, yeah. you know whoever wins the game is going to have an opportunity to fly out to Arizona and play the winner out of Alabama and Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, should be a fun one, should, and should be a, a pretty fun game. So, anyway, uh, Aaron, thank you again. Oh, and let everybody know where can they uh, catch all your stuff. Absolutely, yeah, I appreciate uh, the time here today, and. I'm on Twitter at Aaron underscore Brenner, and um, I'm always tweeting stories and my own musings there. But uh, if you're if you're not on Twitter and you just like uh, bookmarking websites, you can find all my work at postandcourier.com. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah, absolutely, Alan. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for joining us too for the Blatant Homerism podcast. I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.